Hello and welcome to another episode of the Almond View podcast with myself, Jake Pointer, and my lovely pals, Thomas Fro and Stephen Povey. Hello. Hello. This week, we've only got another bloody double bloody whammy. Even better, a six-point double whammy with a 3-2 victory against Kilmarnock on Friday under the lights and a 2-1 grind against those sheepy fannies Aberdeen. So let's not feck about. We've got squirrel and sheep munching to discuss. Come hang out with us in W City with the Almond View podcast. So Friday night took us all the way through to Ayrshire where we had a brilliant victory, a 3-2 victory against the squirrel men, Kilt Marnock. Um, so let's just break it down, lads. So first of all, uh, I'll start with you, Povey. A poor goal to kind of give away first from another set piece. Now, we have been kind of talking about that a lot, um, but in fairness, this one was, I think Nubly has to put his hands up, surely. Yeah, yeah, it was so early in the game, it was kind of like, a bit like, oh, like, felt like the game hadn't even started yet, and then that happened, and it was like, oh, uh, pretty poor with the first one, but free header, what can, what more can you say, you just need to be picking up men, kind of schoolboy stuff, uh, not that one, I'm talking about schoolboy football right now because I'm in a bad <laughs> <Why is that? laughs> bad, bad mood because the, uh, the under 14 team that I take just got uh, just we had a, a, a game which had shocking, it was a shocker I don't no VAR no VAR, big time <laughs> we should have had and I know we're going to talk about handballs later we but are. we should have had two handballs <laughs> and penalties, we should have won that game anyway Sorry, Mr. Uh, pulled me out. Yeah, <laughs> I know, unreal. Anyway, uh, so schoolboy defending, they are like letting in a header like that. The the next header, I would say, it was so weird, like how he got the time to play that ball in. I think it was for a free kick or something. I can't really remember, but I remember when he played the long diagonal across. That um, I was like. As soon as I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna head that and it's gonna loop in. Like just as it happened, you're like, oh. So that was pretty poor as well. Uh, uh, obviously, the main thing is with the first one. What was impressive was that we didn't let it get to us. We didn't have our heads down. Um, fucking nibbly didn't have his head anywhere because he wasn't marking the man. But uh, <laughs> he. Uh, we kept on going and we're right back in the game anyway. So, yeah, poor poor way to start a game. And against a better team, yeah, that could totally ruin the game. You know, your old firm or whatever. If you're letting a goal that early, your game plan's scuppered. But thankfully that never happened. Yeah. Well, just because just you mentioned it and save us kind of going back to it later, I was going to kind of make the point of, would you say that, you know, obviously Fitzy, you know... He, I guess loses him a wee bit. Would you put that down to just being a good goal? At the end of the day, he did well to kind of big loop and head, header over. Shamal done better? Fitzy done better? Or put your hands up? I was one of those ones. It was one of those ones, like, obviously, standing behind the goal. Mm -hmm. I could see it happen as, mm -hmm. as it was happening, if that made sense. Mm -hmm. And it was like, the, the, only, the only thing that guy could have done 
was exactly what he did. Looked that in. Uh, It was, to be honest, for me, that ball shouldn't have happened. That big, long ball over shouldn't have happened. Yeah, maybe the marking should have been better as well. But, yeah, he was done. Uh, And Fitzy's a big boy as well. I actually feel with Fitzy right now, he's not quite as sharp as... Um, and this goes for both games uh, that we're going to talk about. Not quite as sharp as he could be, or he, he or he actually is. You know, a couple of couple of times he's just not quite as composed as I've seen him in the past. But I think he'll get there. Like it's all it's all good. Do you think that's um, <clears throat> more so because he was playing every week at the start of the season and he had a bit of time out, and he still think he's still kind of finding his feet again? I just think that. I think the time out really like and and going right going into these games like you gotta be you gotta be sharp you gotta be on it and you gotta be giving it your all for the whole ninety minutes for us to succeed like and that goes for a uh, that goes for every player and and again and I'm probably jumping the gun a wee bit talking about things but there was a certain player that went on the park uh, and. Uh, the Aberdeen game, and you could tell he was not, not, not to the standard he should be. But yeah, we'll that'll be that. that we'll come to that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a specific uh, section. Well, we've kind of mentioned that type of striker, but we've got another striker that we should be celebrating at the moment, and his name is Bruce Anderson. Tam, there's not really much more I can say other than just Bruce Anderson after that that kind of goal against uh, Kelly. Please. And because you're a resident striker, a resident lasher, <laughs> I'm keeping this going, man. I don't care how much you hate it. <laughs> All I can really say is Bruce Anderson. What what a guy! What a guy! His um, it was amazing to see him back. Um, see him playing. He's deserved it, kind of so much. I think we've lacked someone like him in front of goal recently. And I don't know if we're going to talk about it specifically, but what a goal that was! It's not a t- very typical. Brucey goal, but no. I mean, to do it is just ludicrous. Like to go for that shot, and the way he's kind of strike through the ball, and it's just kind of mm-hmm. went away for the keeper is just unbelievable. And his, he was so involved through the, the full game, like his recovery runs for the the last goal as well for the own goal, the way he was kind of fighting and being a wee wasp. Like, just yeah. all about them all about them it was amazing absolutely amazing I love our front two three I love Moyo I love Noobs but they're not going to do that they're not going to get into those wee positions and be able to be waspy about <laughs> defenders yeah Um. so it just gives us something totally different and he looked so up for it as well Um. so yeah delighted he's back starting um, and you know he deserved the goal. Fuck me, what a finish that was! Yeah, and we've been—I think—we've been crying out for that for a good few weeks now. Like, why are we not just taking shots and taking chances? Like, I don't—I I keep saying that to myself when I'm watching the games. Like, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. When <clears throat> excuse me, you know, even last night, Moyo, you know, trying and taking shots. You know, why not? 
you know, I felt for a while, yeah. and we've kind of said that a lot with Livingston, we don't try and that. I'm, I love that he just took that and went, fuck you, I'm just going to hit this. And it's and it's great and it shows that he can he can do it. So, yeah, amazing. Mm. Um, Povey, I'll, um, no, I won't. I'll, yeah, I'll come back to yourself, actually, Povey. We'll move on from that other question. Uh, let's talk a bit about Sean Kelly. So I think probably the theme of this episode should be redemption. That's my Bob. <laughs> my Bob. Redemption song. Redemption. Redemption. <laughs> because we've got Sean Kelly, and we'll talk a bit about Jack's Fitzwater later as well. Um, but Sean Kelly redeemed himself with that penalty. What were your thoughts at the game when you saw penalty and he was stepping up? Honestly, I'll be honest, like, because, and I'm not alone because everyone around us felt the same. There was this weird vibe of, oh, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, and almost, uh, I was a wee bit higher up, obviously, with the Kilmarnock stand being uh, a bit, like, taller, you know, but um, similar, I was sitting in a similar, uh, standing in a similar position to where I was at um, at the Paisley Park or whatever it was called. And uh, I was like, <laughs> I was I was pretty nervous. Now, my mate Walshie, who goes, he's a season ticket holder beside me, he doesn't make many away games. Uh, so this was his first away game of the season. But I loved, he, he, I was like, ah, for fuck's sake. And he was like, he was like shouting out like, come on. Like, he, like he was all positive. Yeah, he had the positive poviness. And I was like, yeah. at that moment, I needed him to do that to make me go, fuck it. Yeah, he has got this. Mm-hmm. And, and that is uh, obviously might as well mention the other penalty in, in the Aberdeen game as well, where because it was a similar sort of vibe. As as I mean, less so obviously because he he finished that penalty uh, at Kilmarnock, but there was still a wee bit of oh my god, is he going to fuck this? Both penalties so composed, redemption, 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 uh, and uh, he was. Uh, He's done amazingly. His set pieces are absolutely phenomenal as well. Like, oh my god! For for a while, like I was like, I thought his I thought his his best set piece was from when we sort of have a free kick and like loop it yeah. in and like try and get I O to score like that goal we scored against Hibs or uh, and but actually his corner taken and his penalty taken is great. You know, uh, I'm. I'm all for it. He, he, he's again good on good on Davy or whoever's made the decision to keep him on pens. Uh, I'm happy for him to stay on them because very composed um, and yeah, it's not, that was pressure for him as well. Some serious pressure because that yeah. if they if he'd missed that at two one down at that point, especially oh, when we were so. <laughs> Oh, it would have been, it would have been a, a difficult uh, end to that game, uh, but it really gave us a gave us a lift, and uh, then the magic happened after that. You know, talking to Brucey, the magic happened again after that. Yeah, um, I'm, I was going to talk about this a little bit later on, but I think it just it's, it's better if we just kind of talk about it now. So. Double question for you, Povey, just because you kind of mentioned this in the group chat. So, first of all, do you feel definitely? Kelly's more comfortable being back in that midfield position and also you mentioned the group chat and I agreed with you looked a little mm. bit bit tired last night um, I just I I think he's had a lot, tired, of, a lot of games and a lot of game time he's had a lot of game time and I th- I, I was saying this like 
I mean, that's a, that's a good few games like we've had in quick succession and tough games as well. I just felt the Aberdeen game, I, I noticed it. But maybe on hindsight, maybe there was a bit of fatigue as well in the Kilmarnock game. I mean, he's getting full full 90-minute games and he's bloody giving it his all. I just felt there was a wee bit of sharpness like uh, in the Aberdeen game particularly mm. where he, he wasn't quite... Uh, He's not quite pressing enough, not quite getting himself in, in positions for, um, I don't know, for passing it about. I'd say second half of the Aberdeen game, it was quite notable. It's difficult, like, he's a starter for me, and I, and he's starting against Hearts. And as, uh, because of his uh, set pieces, he's he's a weapon. A weapon, love that word. He's a whole <laughs> weapon. A good, a good weapon. A good, a good weapon, yeah, the positive weapon. He's a big, <laughs> and, yeah, he's a big, Dirty bazooka, like uh, when it comes <laughs> yeah. to uh, just creating all those chances, you know. So, yeah, I just think that you know what, not just with Sean Kelly, but with the whole team, I think this World Cup has probably come at a good time. Mm-hmm. We're playing brilliant, and usually you say, "Ah, oh, momentum's there, momentum's brilliant right now." It's a shame we've got a break. Honestly, like Sean Kelly. He looked like he looked like a beetroot face in that yeah. the, the end of that game. He looks knackered, but he's given it his all. It's just like I think we just need a wee sort of uh, a wee reset, you know. And let's go after let's, the break, and you know. And let's fucking go, uh, Tam. Back over to you again. I know you've kind of mentioned Anderson already, but let's just talk about the third goal. <sighs> Arguably a little bit lucky. But it's one of these things that you you make your own luck with the with the right amount of you know the right amount of pressure. Uh, also, talk a little bit about Montano because it was great. You know what a difference it made, kind of going forward as when he came on for Longridge. As we we've already discussed last week, they are different types of left back, and no disrespect to to Longridge. Um, how good was Montano being back and uh, and just the kind of third goal in, in total? I think, yeah, so on Montana, it really changed the game. I think he came on at the same time as Omionga, um, and it really changed the tempo of the game for us. Uh, we were probably not that uh, penetrative going forward before that. We couldn't, yep, we couldn't penetrate the midfield. This is James Penetrate. James Penetrice. Um, <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah, that. but it just it just really changed the tempo for us. We were getting the ball. It's it's just Montana one on one. We get the ball, he drives it forward. We got much higher up the park and allowed us to create those chances. You, there is an element of luck there. The boys had an absolute nightmare, which was fucking hilarious, by the way. Yeah, it's about time something like that went in our favour because it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. We don't get that comedically funny own goal for us it's usually against us or some comedically bad defending but the work that went in it you can't discard it the the movement between Brucey Montana and I think was it Noobs yeah Bruce I think wins it plays it in at Noobs and then does Noobs play Montana in does Sean Kelly uh, intercept first I watched it today as well no Bruce 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 intercepts it aye because he's just been a wee wasp about the movement for all three and then to like the timing from Montana to stay onside, especially yeah. at the moment with, with VAR and stuff. It's like you need to time that right because that could have very easily been offside. Um, and then it's a decent ball in the box and it's not the best ball in the box, but it got it into the right area. Mm-hmm. And what a finish 
by our man Stokes. Who knew that he <laughs> nice. would be the best Stokes to score for Livingston um, <laughs> over the last few years? And he also gave away the penalty, I think, which is fucking hilarious. Nim, 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 he nim, was nim, so nim. raging. And yeah, I was just like, fuck you, mate. Yeah, fuck you. Get it, get it, get it Do you me. think it was... I mean, it was a penalty, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, that was a penalty. We didn't really need VAR to check it. But it's just getting a bit harsh, isn't it? Like, it's, it's getting a bit mental. Like, that was, that was, I mean, I actually yelled penalty and it was, it, like, it was, like, that was pretty clear, to be fair. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah we will, we will kind of go on to talk about that a little bit because that's kind of a big kind of talking point just across the board and especially something that I've seen for the first time. Uh, but just before we nip over uh, uh, the Aberdeen game, Overall, lads, a really tough game against a team with a great home form. Such a great fight from the lads. Just kind of, you know, it's been, it's been, been amazing. I'm just going to open it up just in general. That's, you know, I, I would argue last season we, we weren't winning that or, you know, things like that. It just seems different this season. Am I wrong in saying that? I'm kind of opening it to both of you. I don't think you are wrong. I think it was a really gritty performance. And it came at the right time. I don't think we win that three, four weeks ago. Yeah. Because you think we were struggling to score goals and we needed a performance to really lift us moving forward and being successful in front of goal. I mean, it's certainly helped last night as well. So, yeah, I, th- I think not only is it a wonderful performance and it kind of shows where we're at at the moment, after kind of a couple of tough games against the naughty neighbours or whatever the fuck we call it those minging bastards um, <laughs> it, it shows us where we are and the fact that we're scoring a few more goals now it's looking better and I think honestly I think the World Cup's coming at the perfect time for us I know you can mm-hmm. touch on this Povey but the World Cup's coming at the perfect time yes we might be getting a bit of momentum but there's a lot of players now that need a rest that have played a lot of minutes yeah and yeah. Hopefully, you know, after the World Cup, we've not got any players going, which, you know, it would be nice to see a lovely player playing the World Cup, but it's not something that happens very often. Um, Mm. Get rested, get back to it, and then continue our push for Europe, which I am now thoroughly on the train for. I need to stop getting so excited. It's like thinking that it's it's like when you think you're getting a present from your parents when you're a wee boy, like at Christmas time. (laughs) And you're like, is dad getting me that PS4? Because if he doesn't, he's a fucking dick. It's a bit like that for me. Like, I really want that bloody PS4. And if now if I don't get it, I'm kicking off. That shows the difference in crown ball presents. Because I was thinking, oh, it's like that time I wanted the Tamagotchi. And then I ended up getting this wee, like, robot chicken, it was called. <laughs> That's not a fucking Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Yeah, Tamagotchi. I know. Unreal, man. What was your age, Povey? Fuck. Hey, mate, they were the fucking craze, man. Tamagotchis were... I remember that craze, and I was like, they seem like the best Christmas present. You know, they're back, by the way. My niece's got one. No way. Tamagotchi's back. Are they like 3D and they come uh, out? No, it's like the same company, man. Same company, it's like... Yeah, it's just exactly the same. Well, and more like, expensive. Yeah. I like thought double the price. I bet, I bet they are. Inflation. <laughs> Inflation. Aye, these days, everything is. Aye. Uh, on the Kilmarnock thing, what I would yeah. say is uh, 
bloody brilliant result just in general, obviously, uh, but because they, they, they've been great at home. Mm-hmm. And well, I know Davey Martindale said it over and over, but it's like, yeah, we are one of two teams, like Celtic and us are the only teams to beat them. Uh, they are in 12 games or something like that. Uh, so it's, and, but the performance for me was huge. We were comfortable in that game. It was really, mm-hmm. really quite enjoyable. It was a really enjoyable night, actually, the whole thing. Uh, I ended up staying in Kilmarnock, you know that. Aye, what, uh, what happened? Tell uh, us about, tell, I want to hear about so that. Where the fuck did you go? So we uh, like <laughs> we stayed at a, a Premier Inn or a travel uh, Premier Inn, I think. Uh, Premier Inn. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a t- had some drinks before at the, in the hotel room, fucking in Kilmarnock. <laughs> and then uh, got, a, got a taxi to Rugby Park, full of the beans. Uh, Stood with Owen, great atmosphere, great, all the fans compact. Felt like a really good turnout for a uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come on, it's no, no close, you know. I, I I did the drive over, so it's quite a wee trick, you know. Hour and a half, uh, right? So half? I, no, it depends, eh? depends how quick you drive. Um, <laughs> but I was, uh, and then uh, after the game, obviously, great buzz. We, me and, uh, me and Walsh went out into town to a pub called The Clansman. Like, no way, like, of course, like. Uh, and it was a cracker, and it was uh, fucking, honestly, it was pretty nuts. So we're like, Uncle Marnock, as you are, great crack. Karaoke went on, like, holy shit, right? Then we ended up going to another place, which ended up being a club. <laughs> I'll be honest, the fucking Kilmarnock were quite sound. I, was, I always got them... The fear about going—it was never on my list that night out. But we went, and but to be fair, there were definitely a lot of rough folk. Some uh, some poor lassie fucking shatter pants as well. This might not go in. Uh, what? Like, <laughs> she was so hammered. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, like, and, and she was still hanging about. Like she was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I was oh, like, I've been, I've been to a gig. Uh, sorry, a, a place where someone shat on the floor, uh, and it's actually <laughs> one of the most famous. It was, it was pretty mental. It was in the Mash House in Edinburgh, and like I was sitting talking to my pal Emily. I was just chatting away, and she kind of started going like, like sniffing in, and I'm and she's looking oh, at me what? going, and I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, she's like, have you? And I was like, no, that's that's sh- that's shite. And I turned <laughs> oh, and I turned round, and there was just like shite. Not like a turd. It was just like someone had had an extreme accident, and my poor pal oh. Darren, who uh, Daryl, who runs the bar, there was no like nothing to clean up, and it's one of the worst images I've ever seen. It was him with like a bin bag <laughs> flat and trying to scoop it to get and oh, scoop it. And basically, man. a girl, a girl had basically been on the disco biscuits, and it hit her pretty hard and and it just just came out of her the worst thing was she tweet because I, I was working there helping out that time she someone knew her and she tweeted the next day oh my god what a night last night can't remember a thing haha <laughs> so i don't know if she just full-on put that out there but i've never <laughs> uh, i've never shot on the floor like was, i think that i think there was quite a few kelly biscuits going on uh getting tired about this kelly club biscuits. Anyway. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah uh, they like their kelly pies and they like their kelly biscuits uh, <laughs> but, did they I stop mean, me being out till like whatever close half three in the morning i was uh, uh, so come on hilarious night out
Here we go. The winners of El Plastico and the winners of Povey's Heart. Let's move on um, to the next game to continue our double whammy. That's two weeks of double whammy, what we like. Um, so, a fucking mental game, I would say, last night against Aberdeen, where the Lions came across as a 2-1 victory against the Shaggers of Sheep, Aberdeen, uh, with goals from... Uh, Jack Fitzwater, um, Sean Kelly, and I can't remember who scored for Aberdeen. Oh, the Mitrovic. What's he called? He's, I just call him Mitrovic. Duke. What's uh, his name? Duke. Oh, oh, they changed. Oh, because he missed the penalty. They changed it to that other guy, Duke. Oh, fuck Duke. Anyway, what a wanker. So, um, you know, as I think Davy kind of said it in his in his post match was a it was a real Jekyll and Hyde um, performance, uh, which I totally agree with between the first half and second half. So um, let's just kind of start off. We'll go start with you, Tam. Really great start. Uh, I loved the look about Hambula. He was so up for it. Just doing. I mean, some of his moves were maybe a bit, a bit choice, but I don't care. When was the la- when's the last time we've seen? That many step overs and stupid moves. Not since David Fernandez, maybe. He, he's a fucking bowler. <laughs> he's a bowler. He's just a bowler. Like I he, like him a lot. Comes up with stuff, like and beats three men. And I don't understand how he's done it. Like there'll be three guys standing in front <laughs> yeah. of him, he takes a touch, and he's way past him. I don't really get it. But he's yeah, he's class. I'm enjoying watching him. I think we need a little bit more kind of final ball from him. Um, yeah. Like he's getting there, but the crossing at the box could be better when he's getting at those good positions. Um, but that's like nitpicking because he's getting into good positions and something good will come of it at some point. And it's entertaining as fuck to watch. I think you're yeah, right. It's been a long time since we've had a player that will throw it 40 step overs. It's like watching Ronaldo when he was 18 at Man United. Oh, it was the, the glory, the glory of years of the step over. <laughs> oh, the, the, the step over's made a bit of a comeback, you know, it went out of fashion for a while and it's... It totally has. Seems to be a bit of a bigger thing. Might need to pull out some of them uh, in some upcoming content, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> But no, uh, yeah, he looked class, and I'm glad you've talked to me first about the first half because I don't really want to talk about the second half very much. Oh well, you know, I need a new heart. We're a food po- football podcast about Livy, so we will talk yeah, about no, that. No. We'll talk about our positives first, proper positive polio. Now we have kind of mentioned Sean Kelly's delivery already, which I was going to talk about. We just looked so dangerous. Every normally, like. I always find sometimes what's um, Liam's analogy of like broom was like this. Is it broom? The car that needs wound up. Brum. Brum. That's it. Brum. You know, sometimes I find with Sean Kelly's corners, he kind of starts off with a few shiters and then it starts to warm up. But last night was straight from the first whistle. Every ball was just landing pretty much on top of the keeper and it it looked so dangerous. Um, we kind of mentioned it already, Povey, but, you know, something that we really, I feel like we should kind of maybe utilise more with the strength of Obelai and, and Fitzwater. Do you think that's just somewhere that they maybe need to improve because they know they're getting the standard of delivery now? Um, yeah, the standard delivery is there. Uh, getting the, it's hard to say, man. Like, you yeah. can't, ex- just because he's a big guy, man, and he's good in the air, <laughs> yeah. can't just expect him to get, uh, like, score every time. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe he should be. I mean, if if he, the amount of chan- times we get, the amount of chances we get, if if he's if he got on target every time, yeah, the games would be very different. 
I don't know. I think I, surely he's been working on the headers, but it's just no, it's just no coming off, right? Because we're getting in the right positions. You know what I mean? That, also, that the the we did a different uh, way of taking a corner yesterday, and oh, yeah. like we were taking some short eye. Like three guys were lined up, mm-hmm. like, and then we did like a short one. We did this a few times. And then it was like scramble in the box. And I wonder if part of that's to do with just the the, the chances you get in a VAR penalty or something after. But mm. uh, but Fitzwater getting in that position and absolutely walloping the ball. Can't ask any more than that, can we? He's he's done brilliantly there. Yeah, the keeper probably should have done better. I think it was a bit of poppadom risk going on. And not that I'm complaining. Um but yeah, I mean, our theme again, redemption song, you know, coming, getting sent off at Aberdeen away, having a bit of a shiter and then coming for them coming home and scoring. Amazing. That's redemption as well. Another redemption I was thinking of was just when you were talking about uh, Bambula there, like mm-hmm. he has been the definition of redemption. Um, because uh, this, this when he got that bloody red card against Motherwell. It's like he's come back from that and he has been Mr. Redemption, like unreal player. Yeah, no, I, I totally Also, agree. we've not mentioned this week, but his cross when he did the... the uh, oh, the got, got a great view of that. Uh, movie, unreal. Oh, it was dirty. It was unreal. I couldn't believe it, actually. Like, see, like a minute later, we were, we were like, did that actually just happen? Like, <laughs> yeah. That was like unreal. And then we were like, Ah, oh, I reckon they're calling VAR because they're like, let's give them a penalty because that was so dirty. So cool. <laughs> it wasn't actually for the handball. Like, <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Davey, I did look at it as soon as I saw him doing it. Me, me and Davey were locking eyes last night quite a lot. It was quite, it was quite hot. Uh, <laughs> and, but I did see about that and he did have a look at the bench and he was laughing I'm glad I'm glad he wasn't going to go through him for trying something so cool right boys it's come to that time which we were almost kind of dreading now let's talk about a bit about VAR and a penalty that we got um, for me the whole thing was a fucking shambles like obviously great and I, I watched the, I actually watched that one back Aberdeen player seems to kind of head it back he almost blocks his face so he's not getting sconed with the ball hands up penalty for me right what was kind of the thoughts of your head when you know we'd gone up Nicky Devlin got booked for a a very very much a booking you know he kind of brought him down answer my question because I was nearly scrapping my wee boy beside me which was quite pathetic because he was like no it's definitely it was definitely um rescinded but was it what's the what's the rule on that yes it was rescinded it it was 100% rescinded yeah your wee boy was right. right good on him I'm fucking. I've got. I've got the wee boys back. Aye, but I don't. I've no one. No one. You said that. I said that. Someone else said that. I'm not quite sure because play went on. You he. Know. He didn't do the motion, of taking the card away. Usually yeah, they I didn't see that. Do take the card out, put it back in the pocket, and do a wee cross sign, and I didn't see that happen. Yeah, I thought there would be more of a thing about it because he was he ran over to um, that wee laddie that they always get told to go back to school, the fourth official, <laughs> which I, I think he looks so young. And then he went over uh, to yeah. the three and he started having a conversation, but I don't really remember. Uh, maybe maybe you're happened. fucking right. I was convinced that uh, he'd um, he'd 
Nicky went up to the ref and uh-huh. then he put his thumb up and was like, unless he put his thumb up and went, yeah, man, you're still red carded. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I didn't see like an official thing. Maybe it was on, the, on like, the Twitter. Yeah, you're right, Thomas. I take it back in that like that's the motion you do and that never happened. But I mean, I was at the side where Nicky went up to the ref and he was like, and I could almost hear, hear them say it. Like, and, and he put his thumb up and was like, yeah, man. <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah, man, you're still booked. <laughs> now I'm thinking that's what happened. <laughs> so according to the official SPFL website. This is why you're in this um, fucking podcast, Tam. That's why I, was, I knew you were doing that. That's why I was pulling it out with that week. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that happened, yeah. <laughs> God, you're such a podcast professional, my Povey. <laughs> match facts have Nicky, Nicky Devlin as being booked. So it looks cool. like it has not Fucking been shambles. That's so, crazy. See that That's wee boy, right? That wee boy sat next to me in B1, right? One, if you keep slapping that chair down when I'm trying to concentrate <laughs> watching the game... I'm going to deck you. Two, you're fucking wrong. Daddy's right. Okay? <laughs> All right? <laughs> Don't worry. Uncle Povey's got your back. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding me, man. Hope you hope you listen every week. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know the whole situation, the fact that, like, we'd spent enough time with fanning about getting set up for the free kick. It took so long for that. There were so many kind of moments of, like, what the fuck is going on? It looked shit. It was a total shambles, in, in in my opinion. What's how is that not getting done quicker? How is it not getting stopped? Earlier? It was because we have to, you have to literally wait until the ball stops and then it begins. What's you you might know a little better than me. Sorry, I'm, I'm being a bit um, ignorant. No, let's get Thomas to answer that. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen it in English games where they have stopped the play for VAR checks. Well, I kind of thought right. that, but I guess you let them play on in case it's not. Like, because it can be checked while play is ongoing. Yeah, of course. So there was a lot of this that... holding his ear, and then because the, the fourth official was going, "Oh yeah, it's getting checked," and then they were kind of going, "I don't know if they were just talking amongst themselves, and if that's what they were doing in the box, it just seems so clunky, I weird. It, it, it was is clunky, weird. man. Well, I think it's been not to defend VAR. Fuck me, I can't <laughs> here he comes. Here he comes. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been two, three weeks, and I think. The processes of things like that should smooth out. Yeah, I'll not defend the decisions or kind of how long it takes, but I think as we continue, because the referees, to their credit, they want to let the game flow. They want to like it was a quick counter attack for Aberdeen. They probably want to let that go. Yeah, just in case, because if they stop, yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, so uh, it that- does seem like in that situation that it was the best time to stop it was when they'd went up the yeah, park no, I agree oh, I mean how much do you wish they'd actually gone up and scored and then be oh, like yeah. no go-. that would have been am- amazing like. yeah that would have been good that would have been good but they probably wouldn't have given it then they would have probably been like nah it's fine we'll just give the goal for Aberdeen we'll, we'll yeah, not it's never good seeing a goal actually against Lovey. I take that back. No, but yeah, I know. But we all know Shamal would have saved it. So Shamal, was, Shamal only just lights in a penalty. That's it. That's I, he's no. he's he's saving all day. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll kind of just jump on uh, to Shamal in a second. Um, something that wasn't in the highlights, which was just fucking typical BBC um, coverage of Lovey. Uh, Io on free kicks. Discuss. The banger, wasn't it? Hit Loved it well. It. 
hit it really well. But he took his time with it as well. Like, I was like, he knows exactly what he's doing here. It was pretty rugby, actually. It was a bit like, you know, when they're about to take a penalty in that way, you can see a lot of breathing, a lot of kind of stepping back and forth. Um, I but I, I wasn't expecting him to hit it so well, to be honest. Very good save. Good. You got to say that. Like, that was a very good save. Um, but yeah, I would happily see that again. I don't think we've been that. I've no, I, I don't know. The, our last free kick taker for me that I always felt confident was probably Keegan Jacobs. I've oh not God, felt yeah. like we've, I've not felt like we've had anyone since. And uh, yeah, hit me with some aisle, baby. I think it's interesting because ever since that um, athletic article came out, where they had the the team sheet, I think it had aisle on free kicks. Maybe or might be misremembering, but then when they put the the championship manager graphics out, it had IO on free kicks on there as oh, well. Really? Yeah, so in yeah. the little lineup where it showed like who was taking the, it showed who was taking the corners and stuff like you would have done yeah. back in the day on Chat Man. Yeah, yeah, it had IO on direct free kicks, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't think yeah. I've seen him hit one yet, or not in a while anyway. I knew he had a few last season. Yeah, um, but they weren't good. <laughs> No, I think he went close a couple of times. He put a couple over did the he? bar. Just, I think so, he hit the bar in one game. Did he? I think so. Like nah, last season. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm happy. In fact, if I'm watching United, I'd rather have fucking Ayo Oblai standing over the ball than Ronaldo at the moment. So <laughs> That's a big statement from so, Thomas Bro. Oh, mate, Ronaldo is shy at free kicks. He's so bad. He just needs to fuck off. Anyway, lovely podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, 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 not, we're not going down that fucking... Portuguese and Manchester. No, fuck that. Um, okay, let's go back. I'll jump back over to you, Povey. So um, let's just talk Shamal for a wee bit. Um, you know, really good game, shot stopping, brilliant. It did so well for that penalty and obviously not fully fit at the moment. Oh, sorry, that was made for you just to um, discuss Shamal. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be a question. All right, right uh, just a statement. Shamal, yeah. Oh, you said it. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? What was it was difficult, particularly in the second half, was like obviously um, how he couldn't take the goal kicks any longer. We almost lost a goal from when Io took uh, it took the goal kick and. I don't think he quite got himself back in time and he kept the boy on side. And I mean, we were very lucky that Aberdeen were push enough not to finish that because that was, um, that was, uh, that was risky. And I don't want, like, Shamal's got a start on Saturday for me if he's capable or if he's able, should I say. He's definitely, uh, because, and then he can have that, know how we're talking about it's the right time for the break. My God, he needs he needs it. He needs yeah. rest and recovery, and to get back to fully fit. Um, of which I reckon that will give him enough time in the World Cup. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of oh, what a difference having him! Uh, uh, unbelievable stops. Uh, he, he honestly looked like he wasn't going to concede yesterday, mm. and uh, a really good. It was nice to see him save a penalty. Because I know there was a couple of question marks earlier in the season, particularly when Ivan was 
um, further, uh, you know, playing for the reserves and making loads of penalty saves and yep. the Challenge Cup or whatever like that. And people are going, hmm. And it's particularly because Max was such a good penalty stopper. Uh, it was a bit like, probably a bit of pressure on Shamal. So it was really good to see him make a save uh, from a penalty. And, you know, he was damn well close with that second one as well. It's near impossible to make two saves from a penalty if they're both on target. Uh, and he was close. Uh, I think I, he's brilliant. I think he, he, he's... He, so the Livingston of this season, compared to Livingston of last season, that's the type of game we would have lost yesterday against Aberdeen. Uh, well, look, we did. Remember the last minute when um, they, they I, I was getting the whole heebie-jeebies about that during the, the whole of the second half, thinking yeah. uh, when Max obviously made that mistake and all those sheep went on our lawn and I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was sheep off. Uh, I was getting the fear that that was going to happen again. But this, this Livingston uh, this season... And I know Davey said at the start of the season as well that Shamal will be the difference, like Craig Gordon's the difference for Hearts. Mm-hmm. We are seeing that. That is happening. That happened yesterday. Yeah. Shamal, arguably, was the reason we got three points yesterday um, because the second half was a bloody struggle. Yeah. Uh, and I, so long may that continue. In fact, thinking of some other games this season, Shamal's probably saved us our game does quite a number of points in those wins. Like, so, yeah, what do I think of him? I think he's bloody awesome. Love him. He yeah. deserves to be man of the match. I, I, I could have argued he was man of the match yesterday. You know that. Why wasn't um, he? That's a great. That's a great shout. I mean, I thought Bruce was. I thought Bruce was all right. Well, maybe we can talk a little bit about Bruce. Yes, last night. Uh, a lot of over, I think, trying too hard uh, maybe kind of comes into book. We'll, we'll talk about him in a second. No, I totally agree. Yeah, I think he probably was our man in the match uh, yesterday. He did so well and playing through an injury. Um, Thomas, I'm going to put this next one to you because I think you, you kind of know uh, the game, I would say, better than myself. And this is just kind of what I thought. I felt Montano had a really tough game yesterday. Um, I'm not sure if that was often through because of Shamal's kind of kicking, the fact that the guys, Jack, um, Fitzwater and Obelai, had to kind of take the by kicks and they were, that was kind of fucking us a bit. I felt he just didn't quite get on the ball. He gave the ball quite away quite a lot. He just didn't quite settle into the game. I would say probably, in my opinion, the worst I've seen him since last season. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's tough. It's a tough one. I think, yeah, it didn't help our shape that Io and Fitzy were were taking them. Like Povey said, we were struggling to get out a little bit. I think our main issue was it was that we weren't winning any first bowls, let alone second or third, and we keep putting the pressure back on us. And that pressure stayed high up the park because of that. And that is where Montano kind of struggled because they were right on top of us. They pressed us so high. And we were we were too deep. I think we could have got further out, but like we didn't for whatever reason. But that kind of made it really, really tough for Montano because he kind of thrives when he's got a wee bit of space to run into. Usually he picks the ball up and maybe the wingers kind of went past and he's got a bit, that bit of space. Yeah. But he can take the ball forward into those gaps. But last night we didn't have that because we were so deep. Because yeah. we were, were so deep and we didn't really have an out ball. Um, 
including him. Usually he can be that wee bit higher and be one of the ant balls, but he just wasn't last night. I think, yeah, we were just under the cosh. I, I, don't, I don't think he set the world alight last night. But I feel like, Sorry, I, I, I was that watching a different game because the first half, Montana was unreal. Aye, it's, like, are it's you talking purely on the second half? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I, think, I, think, I think I was thinking this in the first half as well. He gave the ball away. He was really? trying different things. He gave the ball away quite a few times. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think he was a big part of the 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 play down the the wing that was getting us uh, into the attacking positions. That first half an hour, I thought he was amazing. Anyway, oh, sorry, I just thought I'd throw my. No, I like it. I like it. I like the arguments. I yeah, like yeah. it. Sorry, it so, sorry, Thomas. So sorry. <laughs> he's getting in there no I, I, I'm kind of primarily talking about the second half to be honest because we were like far 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 too deep and it kind of makes it impossible to play in those positions because you, your role is just primarily a defender at that point you really struggle to get the ball out Um, but yeah he did kind of I saw a few a couple of misplaced passes but it wasn't really just him it was kind of everyone in the second half we couldn't string two passes together and it was kind of not concerning it was frustrating to watch but it was like, oh, geez, like we can't. It's like we'd forgotten how to play football, and I think that was across the board, to mm. be honest. But you can probably give Aberdeen some credit for that, to be fair, yeah. because yeah, sure. their press and the way that they kind of pinned this back helped with a few things, with the kicking for the goal kicks and all that stuff. But we didn't do enough to keep the ball at the park. We didn't make it stick, and that's going to happen. Um, the fact that we came out of it. Uh, we made our way through 45 minutes of football like that is a huge, huge, huge bonus because it shows that we can keep our shape. We don't lose it. Yes, they had a couple of opportunities, but they were never like there wasn't anything super clear cut. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's apart from the one off the line. <laughs> well, yeah, apart from that one, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Again, you, you great, see, defending, great resilience. Resilience. That, that's bang on about IOs. That I mean, Aberdeen must be like, what the fuck do we need to do to score here? Because that was unbelievable defending, and you're bang on with that, Thomas, about everyone being like, that is really reassuring. But I also want to say it wasn't just 45 minutes. There's fucking like the other six or seven minutes at the end of that as well. Yeah. Was, that's a, a long time to be under that pressure. I honestly can't believe we... We've managed it. I can't believe we honestly. I'm. I can't believe we won that based on that second half. Like amazing. It, it's sorry, Jake. Can you go? Oh no, no. I was just going to say. I would actually add in that it was the maybe the last seven to ten minutes of the first half as well when Aberdeen kind of came into it and we started. You know, Shamal had to make another stop, and they were. You know, there was a big diagonal ball that they kind of put in, and that. You know, there was chances made. And I feel like, so I agree with you, Povey, but I would even say it was even the last 55, 60 minutes of resilient yeah. defending, which is even further mm. credit to no matter how kind of shape we were kind of playing. But it's brilliant, really, to see. It's, it's weird how we can almost congratulate how shite it was because we just dealt with it in the end yeah. we got the result it, we're kind of congratulating them playing a bit shite but uh, sorry, what uh, but, as, as Thomas said though Aberdeen are bloody good they're, yeah. they're no mugs they're sitting third in the league it's, yeah. it's like it, it felt like an old, like we were playing against Old Firm you know I'd say that's and, my dad yeah. and that also on the back of a game a tough game against Kilmarnock where 
we we dominated the game. So it's nice to see both sides and mm-hmm. get the same outcome. You know, mm-hmm. three points from each. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. Three points, two games that were so different, playing two completely different styles. Again, just shows credit credit to the team. Sorry, Tam. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's super like it's amazing when you watch your team win. You know, score three goals, completely dominate a game. You know, play free flowing football, score some lovely goals. That's amazing. That's probably the best that we could ask for, especially in the Premier League. But there's something just incredibly satisfying about winning a game like that. If we were at the top of the league, you'd say that's the sort of game that makes champions because you don't play that well, but you grind out the result, you get the points. That could be the difference. This could be the point when we're sitting going to the Europa League at the end of the season. We come and Sligo Rovers away. Come on. Get the passport. Here we go, Sligo. I need to put in a renew my passport. I'm going to do that now. Um, Nah, but like these are the games that you you probably don't look back on too much, but you should look back on because these are the yeah. points that really, really matter. Middle of the season, tough games, games are coming thick and fast, and six points in these last two games, unbelievable. It's it's so class. It was great to be there to take it in. I, I fucking roared when the final whistle went, but I think it was more relief than anything. But it's just super satisfying to look like look back at it today and go. Fuck yeah! Like that was so good, so good. Yeah, Thomas. No, Thomas, I, the, I, the lion roared. The lion roared. <laughs> I think I terrified a kid sitting in front of me. Felt good. quite bad. What's it with you boys terrifying kids? Like going to? What we do? I know they're, I know they're the future in that, but I need to fucking pipe down a lot of them. <laughs> that fucking horn thing up your end. I can hear that the whole game. Oh, that is wild! Like, no. what even is that? I'm actually getting used to it now, as long as it's not right beside me. But it's yeah. like, yeah. It's what is, is it? It's a, it's a mouth organ, yeah? Aye, I, I thought some sort of. I think they gave them out uh, when they were yeah. I think so. <laughs> um, okay, let's. So we're kind of going into the second half territory now. So it's going to be a little bit. Um, yeah, a bit, a bit doom and gloom. Uh, first of all, before I, I talk about substitution. Um, the Aberdeen we kind of mentioned the Aberdeen um, VAR penalty handballs I've actually not seen them have you seen mm-hmm. th- oh, them I yet always. were they soft I, I, I don't really remember I didn't. I was trying to find them today but I didn't find them I, what did, did you think they were penalties for them? I thought ours was a stonewaller in my opinion but uh, they were all they were all given as, and they were all handballs I just think it's Quite brutal. To think it can be quite brutal. Was it was it as bad as like Andrew Shinney's uh, versus Celtic? No, I wasn't at that level in my opinion. Like I've no idea how they got a penalty for that. Still, um, it's, it's just becoming so. It's becoming too much. Like like we're gonna go to Tynecastle and someone's gonna get a penalty for a handball. Yeah. Do you think? Like, I just, um... Do you think we're gonna that we're gonna start seeing that you know managers are saying their teams fucking just absolutely launch the ball even if you've got a, you know any sort of ah, shot, just just, ah, get, just get play for play for the VR handball which is going to be so pissed. Do you think that? I but mean, that, that, that that's what I'm saying about the corner, like pack the box in a corner and and like play it low like we were kind of doing, and it's gonna someone's got to give like the ball's gonna bobble about somehow. So yeah. yeah. 
I'm not Horse, any way to, I'm, anyway I'm to win a game, like. I know, but it could, it could get... Oh, I'm not... People have been uh, saying it for the last two years with it in the Premier League that people... Oh, really? That's, that's been, that's been, ah, it's been a thing. And it doesn't really happen. I think players get more wise to it um, as they get used to it. So they know... Uh, it probably lowers the level of defending a little bit because you need to be super careful around the box with your hands. But it, it was one of the kind of very common comments. Oh, you're just going to kick the ball off someone's hand. But you don't really see it happen, to be honest. I think it's... it's no, one but of I'm not saying kick it off their hand. I'm saying... Pack a box. Oh yeah, no, no. Play, for it, sure. play it low and hard, and it'll bottle. Some, some's got to give it. It'll bobble about somehow, I, like you know. Yeah. No, I agree. That's, that's right. I, I would say on last night's, I think all three were very similar. Um, if you give one, you need to give all three. Yeah. Maybe the this, maybe the second Aberdeen one's a bit. I don't know. It comes over. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, None of them were the level of the Kilmarnock handball. Really obvious. Everyone shouted yeah. it for it. That penalty. Yeah. Those three last night wouldn't have been a penalty three weeks ago when VR wasn't in place. Nah, I don't think so either. Which is so we win one nil. Wait, which is and we. Hey, <laughs> hey. Is, clean sheet. Hey. hey, which is quite <laughs> fucking mental actually when you think about it like that. That what a difference it's made in, in a couple of weeks. Right. Okay. Um. So, Brucey came off, I would say, must have been, was it about kind of like 65, 70 minutes? Get why he did it. You know, we've got a big game on Saturday. He's, he's not just kind of still coming back. But, oh, oh my God. Uh, as my, I mean, things where I was sat, he was getting absolute pelters. I don't know what it was like over your side, Bobby. Not much better. Uh, what, yeah. what, what are we, what, what are we going to do about him? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's, not, so, it's so hard him. to be positive, eh? Who are you going to put on? Oh, it's kind of a problem. It's not him. How's it? How's it? His fault? Like I don't. Well, it could be he's, better football. He's no fair enough. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. He, you know what? He bust a wee gut. I mean, quite yeah. a gut to bust. Yeah. But like, <laughs> he, he he absolutely bolted like didn't that that's harsh, brother. <laughs> Coming from me, fat bastard, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking four pipe over, get the fat. Uh, right, uh, he he was like, there was one point where he won us a throw. It. Man, how much am I scraping the battle here? I was like, there yeah. one point he won a throw in. <laughs> oh, he definitely, he, and he, he ran and got the ball, and he won us a throw in. And that was really important at that right at the end. And that apart from it. that, that was it. <laughs> if, and if bless, it's not his fault, man. man. I really wish we had Jack Hamilton uh, back. And obviously, you know, um, um, Guthrie up front, he, he's the obvious person. I think he's a good... For me, Anderson start when Bruce is feeling a bit leggy, what a great sub uh, Guthrie is be. I think he's more of an yeah. impact start, sub than a starter. That's when I think we've seen Guthrie at his best. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I th- and especially like in that type of game when we are, you know, pin back so much, playing long balls, a guy that's like not just Nubly that's going to potentially take the ball down and, you know, and control, you know, th- take it early, uh, come short and take it to feet and stuff like that. You're, I think you're absolutely right. Him being a kind of impact sub. Apparently he's a bit of a knob, um, you know. Oh, I've, wow. heard, I've, heard, I've heard a few things. I don't know how popular he is at uh, now, but you know, but he I bet was you Gon Galvez. Gon Galvez isn't a knob. 
But it's I so nice. I bet you feel bad. It's I bet so you nice. feels bad. For I hope you all feel bad. I hope you all feel bad. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear Thomas. Uh, yeah, go full four. I, I go on a resident lasher talking I, about a guy. I, I, lash. I'm scraping the barrel trying to defend him there. Just go fucking go for him. Yeah, Thomas, go on. Set fire. Uh, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kick a guy while he's proverbially down. Um, it it wasn't great. He fell over three times. Maybe it's the fucking shitty plastic pitches. Maybe that's what that's he's thinking. Is that fucking, fucking pitch? Uh, um, he didn't look fit. He didn't look sharp. He wasn't what we needed at that time. I was disappointed uh, when I saw he was warming up. I couldn't believe oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my head was in my hands. It's. <laughs> It, it something needs to change, like it, whether it's fitness, where he needs to connect it again. Maybe the World Cup break comes at a really good time for him. He can go and just really concentrate on getting fit. And we know that he can get in good positions. Like he's missed a few kind of sitters this season. Maybe he needs the World Cup break, just really concentrate on his fitness, kind of gelling with the team a wee bit more. Maybe he comes back after the World Cup with a different player. And maybe it becomes an option. Try to be positive here. Another redemption but, song. World, World, World redemption. Cup 2018, I think it's what he needs. Right, <laughs> he needs to go back to that. And he then do his redemption. It looks like he doesn't run on the balls of his feet. It looks like he runs on his heels. Like he just, even his running just doesn't seem like particularly athletic. He, If anything, I always kind of thought of him as if we ever played like a kind of 4 4 2, he kind of strikes me that he would kind of do maybe all right in a two with less running or. You know, he was effective when pressing wasn't seemed to be such a big thing in football. Like when he was last at Hearts, it was seemed like a he he stuck in that time of Scottish football and kind of unable to adapt to this new style a little bit. That's kind of how I kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, he's just no sharp sharp either. Like he's not he's not up to full fitness and. Well, at that point, to be fair, he's not played in a while, has he? Like he's not had any. Exactly, he's not. He's, the it's problem not. that we've got is that we've not been because we've been winning, been winning a lot of games by one goal. It's not like we've been two, three up when you can bring him on, even if you know. But when Guffrey was fit, like kind of you know change it up, give him a few minutes at the end of a game just to try and get a bit of match sharpness back, see if he can never grab a goal. Now Brucey's back, like he's he's gonna struggle for for minutes unless we go and put three four past the team and he can come on and play half an hour and just yeah, but then get... what's the point like that's not the point and his role is to score goals like I agree. I, I, he's he's not there to hold up play because he's no shown any uh strength or or physicality and and holding up the ball or anything I've not seen that anyway uh, i I would have thought as uh He's there to like because he's he's able to score goals and like you know if you ever have YouTube, there's he can yeah, hit the bloody ball like mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, that was, this is main strength. I think that's his problem though is that he's not played enough over the last probably few years. So mm. it's one thing being fit and quick on the training park and your you know all your numbers and that being fine in the training part but when you've not played that much you mm. can lose that quickness in your head and I think a few minutes here and there can help that, get you back on the park can get you used to the pace of the game as well because mm. in training, no matter what you say like 
the intensity is never the same as it is on a Saturday afternoon. The defenders aren't going to come at you as hard. It's going to be kind of more difficult. So getting him those minutes here and there, probably over the last few months, if we'd had the opportunity to, might have helped him. But yeah, maybe we'll we'll see what happens over the over the winter. Um, I'm I'm hoping for redemption because like why would you not why would you not want a lovely player to succeed? Of if he gets back and um, you know bangs in three four goals. I think that's a success because yeah. those three four goals for us could mean three or four one nil victories or two one victories. So yeah. I want him to do well. I really really do. He just mm-hmm. needs something to click properly. Yeah, and I think in fairness to him, last night was the worst game possibly that he could really kind of play in because of the, the, the how pinned back we were. It would be interesting to see him come on against, if like you said, you know, we're on the front foot against, even against Kelly, I guess, when you said we kind of dominated the game when we are going forward. I think that's when, you know what I mean? Maybe not exactly that specific game, but, you know, a game we're on the front foot, a game when we are, you know, pushing maybe it's a, a we're one nil up or something like that and we're still kind of dominated team but I think in that position when we're trying to hold on to a game and he's meant to hold up play show strength I don't know if, as you said I just don't think that's his that's his game so maybe we are being a little bit harsh because it was just almost like chucking up fucking Obelaye up there you know it was never going to it just seemed like it wasn't really his position does, uh, that, you make, know, does, that, does that make fun, sense you know what I mean you know what funnily enough I, I was thinking I would have rather just put James Penrice up front uh, someone like, that can run. Someone that can run and defend. At that point, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, That'd uh, be very Martindale. That. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Why I like when he did that early. I, what kind? What game was that when he played up the top right flank? I loved it when he was up there. It was good. Anyway, sorry, diverted that. That's fine. That's pretty much all I've all I've got. Is there any other um, particular points that you wanted to kind of mention? Uh, Stefan Omeonga is worth a we mentioned because it's been an yep. interesting couple of weeks, I would say. Um, it's like he came on, and you said already, Thomas, when he came on with Montano, changed that game really, really good. To me, I was like, I ha- uh, like five, you know, that five minutes after half time or whatever, I was like, right, that we're crying on a wee Omeonga. But what I didn't expect was Holt to go off. See, what worked was we put Holt and Omeonga on in that game against Kelly. And I think, I don't know why we're getting away from it. And I would like to see Stephen Kelly actually play against Hearts, to be honest, whether he starts or not. I'd like, I think he's had a good rest um, against Aberdeen. If Stephen Kelly featured, that'd be great. But I do think. Um, Omeonga works better when Holt's on the park. He was a bit lost, I felt, and mm. it was it, he was kind of almost running diagonally across the pitch at points yesterday, looking for options, nobody there. Mm. That's why we couldn't string two passes. I, I genuinely, you said it earlier, I said it last night, I'm like, I genuinely wonder if we strung more than two passes together. Like, like in that whole second half that might be yeah. first for that's me like that like. <laughs> I, I, like I honestly can't remember when we strung more than two passes together and like it, yeah it, it was a tricky game for Omeonga but um, when he came on like and, and the pressure from Aberdeen but uh, I th- I, I, he works better with Holt I think 
The two, the two of them need to be together if Omiunga's playing. What would you um, say to uh, Kelly Holt Omiunga uh, back again, and then not having a pits and playing Stephen Kelly instead? I'd feel, I don't know how, I don't know. If Pittman felt a little bit lost last night. Would you, would you say that you would consider that for Hearts, or do you think Pittman still got to start? I think Pittman needs to start against Hearts. I think it w- wasn't like, Pitts kind of goes under radar under the radar in games like last night, but uh-huh. he was all over the middle of the park, mm-hmm. like just won a couple of headers. He did. Um, he did was actually, yeah. chasing about like nobody's fucking business, and I think we need that energy against Hearts. Um, I, I feel like Kelly's a player to come on in a game like that. I think he played very well, um, like for the few weeks he started. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think we go with kind of. It's hard to tell because you don't you don't know what Hearts is going to turn up. Eh? You don't know like oh, yeah. what we're going to try and do against them. Playing playing away makes it difficult because they had a real good go at Celtic at home a few yeah, weeks ago where they looked good. Castle's tough. Despite them having about six players, they looked decent. Mm-hmm. With all the injuries that you got, you think oh, it might be a really good opportunity to play them, but they've looked decent at home. So, I don't know, I reckon he, he probably goes with the... Um, oh, fuck me. I, I reckon he may go for noobs up top mm-hmm. and Pitts and Kelly playing off him. No That's Anderson. what I think no. he might go for, No Anderson. Not that yeah, I don't agree I'm- with him. But you know, who, you know who I think will start as well as part of what I'm assuming you're saying is a four-five-one. I think we'll see Shinny as part of that five as well. I could see him start. That's the, the Hearts away is the exact type of game where Shinny could start. You know what I mean? See, we would have said that about Celtic at home though, and I mean, we haven't performed very well against Celtic. But he started with Kelly and Pitts playing off the striker. And then Shinny came on later. So that's why I'm thinking, because it would usually be Pitts and Shinny, right, playing him behind the striker. But he went for Kelly in the Celtic game. And whether, you know, the the kind of lackluster performance against Celtic, if you can call it that, plays on his mind and he does decide to go back to Shinny, I don't know. What I would quite like to see mm-hmm. against Hearts, I know this isn't really the question, Jake, but... No, 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 I want, I was, I want to go into it anyway, so it's perfect. I think I'd quite like to see... Bruce up top and then like Noob's playing a tad deeper so Noob's kind of playing off mm-hmm. uh, with Pitts so you've got the midfield of Kelly playing deep we'll go Holt Omionga Pitts Noob's in front and then Bruce up top I think we could cause him some problems with that because you get the ball to Noob's at wide and he'll, he'll beat men he'll go forward but he also he gets back he does his work mm-hmm. and I think he'll chase so it could be a shout, but I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd quite tough. like to see it, but we'll see. It's tough. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. I think that's interesting, but I think the, the, the problem for me is you've, you've, you've already hit the nail on the head is you just don't know which fucking hearts are going to turn up. You just don't know. You could say, oh, from this performance when they've played like this, yeah, that would work there. Or from this performance they've played like this, yeah, that would work. I just don't. I just don't really know, Povey. I don't know what if you've got kind of thoughts on the the lineup that you would. I mean, for personally, that. for me, I would. I, I, 
I would like to see the uh, Anderson with Bambula uh, on one side and Nibley on the other as the attack. That, for me, is working so well and causing so much problems. Uh, what I like, and 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 we've had it uh, at the start of the the first half of the Aberdeen game, and the the goals and and a lot of the attacking play in the Kilmarnock game is like almost like a wee triangle going on where Anderson sort of steps back and works with the likes of Montano and Nubley on that side, or say the other side with um, Bambula and Devlin like kind of overtaking them. Like, almost like a wee triangle going on there, and then, like, anyone in the middle, like, from that, or or a Kilmarnock OG. Actually, Aberdeen almost scored an identical OG as well from uh, from, uh, from one of those sort of triangles, cross-balled in, and uh, it almost happened again. That, for me, is where we're dangerous from open play and most likely to score. Is like you know what I'm talking about that sort of wee triangle thing going yeah. on that Anderson steps back and, and sort of as uh, part of it. That for me, uh, I'd like to see that against Hearts. I think that would cause problems. Um, but uh, but in terms of the midfield, as I say, I, if it's Holton Omionga, brilliant. If it's um, if it's Stephen Kelly, brilliant. But I'm with Thomas. Pittman's got to start like he's 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 got to play that game. He's too, he's that sort of player that you want in the middle and um and you know helping Anderson up top, fighting fighting to get the possession of the ball for Anderson to then go and buddy score. Yeah. So come yeah. Smash, smash it, smash it, redemption, redemption. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our previous episodes that include interviews with Livingston legends such as David Fernandez, Barry Wilson, John Guthrie, Sean Byrne and many more. Check out our social media. Twitter and Instagram is at AlmaViewPod. Facebook and YouTube, just search for Podcast, And make sure to subscribe to wherever you, get, wherever you stream your podcast to notified about when we drop new content. Forza Livy, hope to see you all next week.